From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the 1330 Podcast. Brent Bailey. Keith Neighbor coming at you. We are covering all kinds of topics, and we have uh, back with us for a third installment our good friends Josh Huffman and Josh Gresham. Um, Josh Huffman is the, what, what, what's your official title? The Associate Pastor. The Associate Ooh, Pastor the associate. of New Life is there Church. A TV show called The Associate? Mm-hmm. New Life Church in Huntington, Maybe. West Virginia. I don't watch And that. his brother-in-law, <laughs> his brother-in-law, Josh Hammy Gresham of Trailhead Church in Graham, North Carolina. And, and what was and his title would be? Apostle. Supreme, lead pastor. Supreme apostle. Lead pastor at your church? Or <laughs> I, you just I am. Pastor? I am the senior pastor. Both of these pastor. guys is, okay. um, uh, it's, it's, it's Huffman's dad and, and Hammy's um, step uh, almost said stepdad father-in-law um, is the lead pastor at New Life Church, uh, Pastor Daryl Huffman, and so um, we thought we would. Uh, both of these guys are pastors and uh, do deal with staff and and have people that work for them and things like that. And we do a lot of stuff here where we're talking about uh, staff relations and we're talking about um, uh, how to deal with people and things like that. And so we didn't want to just touch on the on the uh, creative side of things with these guys, even though they are very creative. We also wanted to let them uh, pass along some of their experiences of dealing with staff and dealing with employees and people. And, and so, um, we're going to just, uh, allow them to share that today. So, um, so I guess the, the question would be, uh, have either one of you ever had to let somebody go either paid or volunteer staff? Yes. And, and how do you, how do you go about that without destroying the relationship or was it destroyed? Well, you know, there are different circumstances to cover because this is a, such an, such a sensitive issue in churches. The reality is that it's not always going to work out when, when, with staff. And so first and foremost, you want to make sure, and I'm an executive, I'm not the senior pastor, I'm, I'm a, but I am an executive. And so I, I have executive authority, but everything, of course, in my position is cleared through the senior pastor. And there, and if it's a very, if it's a high level staff position, he would typically handle this, but in in different in different uh, scenarios, I've handled them for him. And um, first and foremost, you make sure that you're very clear on your expectations of that particular staff member. So that way, there's no confusion. That way, there a lot of times we've learned that when there's communication breakdown in a in a staff, um, the pastor has a set of expectations, and the staff member has a set of expectations, and they're not on the same page. And the margin in between becomes an area of conflict or tension or disagreement and and you got to make sure that you're on the same page ultimately if you're a staff member you submit to the pastor no matter what he wants uh, but but that that conflict and that tension is not healthy and so whenever that's the, the first so the what we do when we've had staff uh, at new life who have you know we've had uh, situations rise up 
we always give them uh, a, like a 30-day, at the most, heart test. We make sure their heart is right. Um, if their heart is right, they're going to clean up whatever issues need cleaned up. We're going to make sure expectations are clear. We're going to make sure that we're on the same page. At the end of this, whether it's 30 days or whether it's less, at the end of this period of time, if the changes have not been made, then you have to make the tough call and have the tough conversation. But at that point, the expectation is there. We've given the staff member every opportunity to make the changes necessary in order to adjust. Prior to something like this happening, what's your documentation process on that? Is there one? Are you documenting anything with them that you've had this conversation? You know, Is there kind of a file, so to speak, on them? Or Yeah, your church should be organized. Organized in such a way that job descriptions are so simple and, and so descriptive that there are no questions. And if there are questions, you have dialogue, you have conversations. And, and when you know you care about these staff member and, they, and, and you care about the kingdom of God and the vision. And so you're, you're, you're coming together and you're working together to learn what is expected and what is necessary, what do I need to do. And so it's an ongoing process to, to make sure that you're growing and you're, you know, you're learning and you're doing the right things. And so yeah, everything is, everything is signed off on. There's a clear job description. There's a clear expectation. So if you call me in on the quote heart check, is that doc? Is that is there something that's put in a file somewhere on that so Absolutely. that it kind of covers you later on that this wasn't just a oh they fired me out of the blue and they they can sue you because you can. Absolutely. If there's if there's if there's a, a clear job description, then then you can say hey listen this is something that we've noticed is not working right now. Is there a problem? Because you care about the individual before you care about the, you know, the actual, uh, you know, job description being fulfilled or whatever executed. So you find out maybe there's some, maybe there's some problems going on in their life that you, you know, you're getting, you know, you're finally getting a chance to figure out what's going on. They're opening up. It could be a number of things. But if somebody's heart has left your ministry, then it doesn't, it's not going to matter what you say. If their heart is no longer there at the end of that period of time, then it's, you know, there will be no changes. However, if their heart is missing, a lot of times when you have this conversation, they'll tell you, well, my heart's not in it anymore. Well, you, you need to figure that out right away because I want someone whose heart is here, not just after the Lord, not after Jesus, but your heart is here. You want to fulfill God's plan here. And so that's real important to make sure you're on the same page there. And if not, then, you know, you got to have the, you got to have the difficult conversation that maybe it's time that we, you know, we go separate ways. You fulfill God's plan somewhere else. Yeah, along with that same uh, train of thought is if you're more excited to hear a pastor from another church than the pastor you're under, then you need to quit. Oh, man. Come on. Because you've got to be a part of that ministry that you're with full heartedly. And you, I know there's a lot of great ministers out there. To go get me wrong, I, I love, there's a lot of them I like listening to, but. I'm not going to be running out all excited about the you know, the next day podcast and not my own pastor. So that's something we all need to, to know. And one thing that I think me as a pastor, I had to overcome as well is if there's anyone that is remotely uh, easy to be taken from my team, then by all means, take them. So if someone's to offer someone on my team a job and they take it, I want them gone because, and I actually would encourage you to ask them to leave my team because I want my team to be so sold out on what we're doing that there's nothing that could possibly deter them from doing it. So now, uh, 
Josh has been in the ministry in this position way longer than I have as far as the hiring and the firing and all that stuff. I haven't had to deal with sin in the camp type of firing, but what I've had to deal with is people in the wrong position. So we came across an amazing test that we put into action immediately. It was the wave length test, and it's all about your thinking of how you're, it's like six questions. It's super awesome. It's called the thinking wavelength, a way of organizing the world. And the thought is, is that each of us is born with a built-in thinking wavelength. Uh, but however, you know, tolerating the world, the change, the juggling uh, variables, all that stuff plays a part. So what happens is we get the wrong person in the wrong position. And instead of just saying, let's just fire them, it's let's find out what their gift and their their you know their position is. So you really get it does a breakdown of trying to figure out who's a grinder, which is like a doer, who's your minder, which is a statistic type of person. If you love Excel, you're a minder. And then you got your keepers who just are there. They're there to do whatever. They're excited. And you have your finders who they're going to find anything to help your ministry grow. And then you have your dreamers, and those are the ones, the visionaries of your church. And so finding out who's on your team and finding this test, it's located on Google. You can Google thinking wavelength. The test will come up. It's like six questions and it helps you discover who you are. It actually even helped me with my own marriage to figure out how my wife was talking to me, how we communicated better. So we learned we had people in the wrong position based upon uh, their just detail, being detail oriented or not. And if they could actually handle multitasking, so all of that really helped, and uh, and it freed up some of that that those moments of uncomfortableness because we'd say you're a finder. What have you been doing as a grinder? And they'll go, I just was doing it because I thought it was the right thing to do for Jesus, but the whole time they were so upset and burnt out. And that's something we we discovered quickly. And remember, and I'll, I'll stop and let you guys keep going, but my last thing was really is, remember, you only get burnt out not because of doing too much. You get burnt out because your expectations aren't being met. And you have got to learn how to set the expectations accordingly to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. And with the Holy Spirit telling you what to do, that's the true vision of the heart of what you're doing. And that's going to help you succeed and not get burnt out. When I got hired at, at one of the churches that I worked at, I had a 90-day probationary period. And the way they explained it to me was, which I thought was awesome, sometimes you think you, uh, you know, we think you're right, but you don't think you're right for the position, or you don't, you're not feeling it. And sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes we're not feeling it. And at the end of that, no hard feelings. It's not personal. You just, you're just not a fit for what we're looking for. And they actually stuck to that, that at the end of 90 days, we sat down, had a, not a hugely long conversation, but a very intentional conversation where, hey, we like you, we want to keep you, what do you want to do? And we had that conversation, we all agreed upon it, and the relationship was a long-lasting relationship as a result of that. And I think that that comes along the line of the expectations that are set in there that a lot of times we just, you know, you just said, you know, you, we put the person in the wrong position. Yeah. And we need to be really, really careful about that because I think that there's a lot of people that have, been, that have left church 
mad, angry, bent out of shape, however you want to say it, because they were there working in the wrong position and not really utilizing their gift, burned them out, and now they're mad at God and the church and they never want to go back again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, and it's putting false goals up. Set realistic goals. As a senior pastor, you know, in my head, I think I can do it all. So with like this idea of the youth pastor comes in, I'm going to give him a goal of, hey, I want four youth visitors a month because I base that goal on my experience of being a youth pastor. And I think that's easy. But what if it's not easy for him? And I've set up this goal for him to fail based upon what I think I could do. And that's really a wrong approach. So get some good management type of training, some good information as far as leadership in your own life uh who who find a mentor that will help you to discern what's good and and that way you're not setting up your team to fail but you're always going to set your team up to succeed every staff should have clear goals uh, especially exec, executive staff executive leaders um you know at our at our church we have bottom line goals that we've really helped and um we make sure that goals are specific so that people understand, you know, we, we don't want to just say a goal isn't just make the church service better. Specifically state, how can we make the service better? Goals should be measurable. All right. You should be able to be able to measure a goal so you know if you're succeeding or not. And it should be attainable. If you're setting goals that aren't achievable, then you're only going to end in disappointment. And that doesn't improve this, improve the church. It doesn't improve the staff. Right. Absolutely. Just make sure that, again, you're it's the Holy Spirit for me. It's it's God in all that we do. And that's going to be the benchmark of how you set your team and set the standards. And for them, it's a matter of them being prayed and knowing what's what's right, and you're all communicating properly. Awesome. Great information, guys. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, we thank you guys for listening today. You can uh, come in and check us out at the 1330 Podcast on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and uh, are we on, we're on Instagram as well. So uh, for the 1330 Podcast... I'm Keith Neighbor. Brent Bailey. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.